the one of one is missing. Uh uh. I knew something was up. Pop, that's almost twice as much going for the same price. I just freaking love that Ray Rookie logo. Doing more buying. Which one of these five quarterbacks has the worst set of pass catchers to throw the football to? Guess how much I sniped this for an auction. Number two. Five, you dirty yep. animal. I'm telling you, these optic on-card autos are money. Huh? 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 It's Super Bowl week, baby. Let's go. His name is Andy. My name is Carter, and we're here to make your football card collection the absolute best it could potentially be. All a part of the NoOffSeason.com network. And Andy, the big question, what are you doing with your Brock Purdy cards? Whew. Well, you know, uh, looking at the sold transactions, Carter, obviously Brock Purdy is still the number one buy it now, best offer accepted sold player. Uh, he's been that way all week, and, and Jordan Love's right behind him, but uh, Brock Purdy, number one. So, yeah, I see. I think it depends on what type of Brock Purdy card you have, right? I'm, I look at, like, for example, if we look at the largest transactions over the past 90 oh. days for Brock Purdy, a couple of them have gone down here in the past week, uh, actually just yesterday and the day before. Uh, the National Treasures out of 99 selling for – 14,900 in PSA 9 and 14,100 raw. And uh, if you look at the 90 day lowest point for this card specifically, it's about seven, eight grand. So high end cards like this are up 100%, you know, and you can really make just a massive amount of profit depending on when you bought them. So I think if we look, a lot of the biggest transactions happened last week. So this is one big observation I've had in the past week, Carter. Most of the big-time transactions happened right after the championship games concluded in that week when people were so pumped that you know it was the 49ers and the Chiefs. And this week, it's really cooled down. If you look at the buy it now best offer volume, it's really cooled down quite a bit. Last week, Brock Purdy was selling about 600 buy it nows a day. Patrick Mahomes was even up over 200 a day, and now it's cooled down 44, 219, respectively, there for uh, Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. So, not to make everything about Joe Burrow, because this kind of has a Joe Burrow feel to it. Ask yourself this question. Do you think Purdy is that level of player? Probably not. Um, yeah, I, I've come off as a Purdy hater, Andy, and a Burrow lover, and that's partially true, but it is crazy because during that post AFC championship window, some of my boroughs were selling for so freaking much. And the week and the days leading up to the Super Bowl, it did cool down some. So that is a very interesting da- data point, Andy, moving forward, that selling a card right after a huge game you're at the top of the news cycle. It's very important to take advantage of that hype period. Yeah, it really is. And so that's that's the big uh, takeaway that I'm seeing from the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's it, man, it's it's all about the hyper relevancy. And so when you when you got those big games go down, they conclude, you know, all of a sudden people want to try and be the first to the market in in the Super Bowl race. Uh, and uh, so that's why you see all those 
uh, volume and price spikes there immediately after. And yeah, it's holding very strong this week. It's just the volume has cooled off. It's not, you know, the top most exciting thing. You know, a lot of people are talking about all the head coaching acquisitions now and starting to transition into that off season. It's more like, yeah, we've got this party planned for this upcoming weekend, but we've already really, you know, kind of started transitioning into the off season. So we see a lot uh, uh, more variety in the, in the sold data. Check out this cool one, Carter. This is a Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, autograph combo card that sold for 2500 but of course it sold uh last week look at that I, I i love cards like that and both of them of course wore jersey number five and it's unlicensed so it looks like they're actually on the same team kind of sort of uh here even though they weren't uh in college so i absolutely love that um one final thing on on the hype window Andy, I actually forgot about this, and I'm sure you're you're like this as well, where you forget about cards that are in your collection. I was like, I have some PSA 10 Nick Bosa's uh, sitting around in my backstash, and I went and grabbed it. I put some 99 cent auctions. I have it ending the night of the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I guess right now, if you are someone that kind of forgot about a Christian McCaffrey card that's in your collection, I would highly recommend uh, you you take a look at it and at least listed as a buy now because McCaffrey could go off and they, they go grab him, And that's not only for Christian McCaffrey, Andy, it's for any players playing in this game, including someone like Rasheed Rice, where not all of his rookie cards are out, but this might be the best time to sell someone like that. It really is because it, it, it's, like I said, it's a big party, but you're going to get just, uh, an obscene a millions amount of eyeballs on the game and then the hyper relevancy will be back you know you'll be in the game and all of a sudden you know with this being the the, the final statement game of the season people are really gonna uh hang on to it they're gonna gravitate to it so it'll be like this time capsuled environment where you can really just see a flurry of activity on ebay and then you know it'll really transition into the off season you're already starting to see that this week but when the game time comes this weekend, it is going to spike again, especially for those guys. I go back to, um, you know, T Higgins in the, uh, in the Super Bowl last year or the, the year before, whenever, uh, T Higgins went off, uh, those two touchdowns before halftime, I think we were trying to time some auctions and, and you could watch between the, the auctions that ended at halftime compared to, the buy it nows and the auctions that ended after the game, massive difference, right? It's kind of like the Lions at halftime and the Lions after the game uh, from the championship game last week. So just be weary of of ending auctions, trying to trying to roll the dice and getting that right, man. I, I just I can't uh, stress buy it nows enough. Plus, you know, eBay still hasn't rolled out their whole you know, forcing a, a bidder to to put that payment information and pay up front, man. Whereas a buy now, you get that. So I really like that format. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing, Andy. Most of his sales have been buy now. I've done a lot of auctions, and I've also had success uh, with, with with buy now as well. So let's take a few questions before we get to our next topic. Um, Sean G red five card says he's been piecing his Brock PSA nines and selling his tens. There you go. And with that 10, Andy, you can 
actually put that money towards a super rare Purdy auto. Maybe you sell so many tens, you're getting closer uh, closer to a National Treasures um, patch. That would be a lot of tens you would need to sell, but it 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 could happen. So we love to see it. And let's go to Ryan. His player that he wants to discuss is C.J. Stroud. After the Pro Bowl, uh, Ryan's been moving a lot of uh, Rookie of the Year C.J. Stroud cards. I yeah, I'm not surprised, man. I think he's going to be super hyped up all off season heading into next season. Um, so he's actually like tw- 24 hour period. C.J. Stroud is selling more than Anthony Richardson, Jordan Love, Bryce Young, uh, Bijan Robinson. So you know he's he's uh, he's up there. And then also, what's a uh, really interesting takeaway? You see, PCing uh, my Brock PSA nines and selling my tens. Over the past seven days, Brock Purdy's almost had 2,000 rookie cards added to the PSA database. CJ Stroud, though, has had 2,300. So people are submitting CJ Stroud and Brock Purdy cards to PSA at a very high rate right now. They are the two um, highest, most submitted quarterbacks to PSA right now by by a mile. Anthony Richardson's the next closest one with 778 in the past seven days. So, you know take that for what it's worth, but uh, people are really, really, really high on CJ Stroud and Brock Purdy. I, I think CJ Stroud is going to stay like that all off season. All right. Um, NFL card junkies wants to discuss Zay flowers. And then after that, we'll get into Tom Brady. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting about Zay flowers. Like I would, I want to buy into him right now. Uh, I like Zay Flowers, great athlete. I mean, he's been able to get separation all year long. You look at his success rate against all different types of defensive coverages. uh, I mean, he's been phenomenal. So the guy's incredibly athletic, explosive, agile. Um, You know, doesn't have the biggest stature, but this guy can ball. And uh, there's a lot of upside. Uh, Didn't quite get to 1,000 receiving yards, only put up five touchdowns this past season. So, um, I think there's a lot of room for growth in the Zay Flowers market. What's so tough about buying into him right now, Carter, is that he's still kind of expensive, man, because he was just part of the, the playoff run with the um, with the Ravens, and we saw a nice little spike there from the championship game. And I think that Zay Flowers is going to maybe take a little while to cool off, especially with the new sets coming out, you know, Optics, select, those are major, major sets that are submitted at a high rate. Plus contenders, I would say those are the three biggest. And then you're also going to have those high-end sets that are coming out this summer. You know, So I look at all that, all that remaining supply that's going to still come out. I feel like Zay Flowers' prices are going to be a lot more appetizing in the summer. Um, there's also, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Baltimore, but I think the situation gets better for Zay Flowers this upcoming year. Not sure what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr., right? I I think there's going to be more targets for Zay Flowers next year. Still have to contend with Lamar Jackson, um, tucking and running and, and just the, the run game in general for Baltimore, uh, being pretty strong. So what's, what's your take on Zay Flowers, Carter? Yeah, I, I think with Lamar being a more pocket quarterback, I, I think you could bank in on Zay Flowers getting uh, a ton of targets next season. The thing that I worry about with him, Andy, is what you just said, all these new cards that are coming out with him. Did he have an 
unreal Odell Beckham Jr. type of rookie season? No, right? Yeah. He was not the best rookie receiver in this crop. And I think a lot of people are going to view Zay Flowers the same way they review uh, view Rasheed Rice, right? Just um, a, a player in a really, really, really good offense. How special do you think those players are? Well, we'll see what they can do in a year or two. Uh, Andy, let's go to Dominic Davidson, and we'll get to a, a, a regular here, Hector. What about Tom Brady cards? Now, Andy, before I give you uh, this question, Dominic Davis is actually the name of a running back I collect. He played for the Houston Texans and also played for uh, LSU. So if you are the real Dominic Davis, uh, well, th there's multiple real Dominic Davis, but if you are the one that played running back for LSU and, and the Houston Texans, please hit me up. But Andy, your, your, your thoughts on, on Brady cards. Yeah. His market is holding strong. Uh, in, in this, in, interestingly enough, this is a good time to sell hall of famers, uh, especially quarterbacks that have a lot of super bowl rings because it's, you know, it's all about relevancy, right? He Brady is more relevant around Super Bowl time because a lot of people share all the stories of all the times that Brady's been in Super Bowl and won it and, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, yeah, look at his markets holding really strong. The the impact, uh, we're looking at PSA 10 data over the past six months, really hasn't changed much. You've had a little bit of a decrease in his Bowman Chrome base, and that's a card that's got 1,150 of them. So the more common card is probably going to be the nine, about 50% of those raw Brady from 2000 Bowman Chrome have been converted to PSA nines. And uh, you have the latest buy it now last week of 2200. So, I mean, that's really pretty strong across the board. You have a 2750. So there is definitely money to be made in Brady if you're patient, because it's not just, this market, but people like to uh, collect Brady cards from all years. So any rare case hit, any rare serial number card, any autograph card, Brady doesn't autograph much stuff. So yeah, if it is autograph Tom Brady, chances are it's going to have a low serial number. Chances are it's going to go for a lot, a lot of money. And uh, you could potentially, you know, snipe stuff like that. Go back to that last card because, you know, I'm a patch guy. Uh, the one you just had at the very uh, – it was like a uh, a huge patch card that went for 140 k You think this got paid for it? Let's see. Uh, it's a nine with Favre. Man, th th this seller made out like a bandit. Oh, it all, it's triple autoed. Total number of TDs. Man, the, the seller made out really well here, Andy. It's a cool card, man. 2005 Upper Deck Exquisite, which is like the national treasures of the 2000s, if you, if you, in case you didn't know. Um, and they did a lot of like game worn memorabilia, uh, PSA DNA certified, which I can, Im I, I, I can only imagine this was hard to get certified because you know. Verifying all these signatures on the card like that, that looked like they were events signed. I mean, this guy had to take this card to probably several different events and and keep it in really good condition. Get all these guys to sign it with their touchdown numbers on the card. This this card is insane. Yeah, but am I paying 140K for that? 
I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm not really a Favre guy. I, I don't. I, I think Peyton and Tom are both top five guys. Favre is a fringe top 10 guy for me. Uh, but that's not here nor there. Andy, you know I'm a patch guy. And upper deck patches from the 2005 class in particular are the best patch cards ever made. Ever made. Um, and, man, I, I would do anything for upper deck game-worn patches to be back. But that's not here nor there. Okay, um, let's get to Hector and Hector. Of course, Andy, we got to show some love to Hector. This guy shows out each and every week on the chat, bringing straight fire. Rumor mill with Saquon Barkley to the Chargers. How about that? Wow. Well, you know, Austin Eckler is also hitting the free agency market. You know, with the new coaching staff, uh, he may not he may not fit in. So. Um, I would hate to see Austin Eckler, um, you know, walk. I, I would hate to see him go to a new team, but I think Saquon Barkley's got a lot of juice left. So, you know, I, I think it comes down to the running back market. We, you know, this, this happened last year where the running back market really hasn't been calibrated in years, whereas the wide receiver market is recalibrated every year with these guys getting these massive paychecks wow. and these massive contracts. And nobody's really paid a running back uh, big time. I think the last one was like Nick Chubb, like the largest running back contracts like Nick Chubb with the Browns. And he just tore his ACL last year. But the thing is, like somebody's got to reset the running back market. And maybe that's Saquon Barkley to a new team. How do you feel about that, Carter? Yeah, I think I think that would be awesome. And you know, Harbaugh is going to want to throw the uh, run the ball. Um, I, I'm going to be very interested, Andy. We because one player we we did mention quite a bit in last week's episode was Herbert, and Herbert stuff going up since the Harbaugh news. I don't know if Justin Herbert's going to be as throw happy though as some of the other teams that put up big numbers. Right? I think one thing people get totally misconstrued about uh, Patrick Mahomes going up against Brock Purdy is how radically different these two play the game, right? Uh, Brock Purdy's ADOT is through the roof. Patrick Mahomes is one of the lowest uh, ADOTs, but that's because Patrick Mahomes has thrown the football 200 more times than Brock Purdy has this season. So it's ridiculous when you look at something like that, and I think that could happen to Herbert next year where Harbaugh is just going to want to run the football with Greg Roman as their OC. So, um, you know, Saquon to the Chargers, that would excite the hell out of me if I had some Saquon cards and some Saquon and Dynasty because I, I could see him getting back to 15, 20, 25 carry a game Saquon. Whew, now, that would be exciting because he's a, a true bell cow uh, running back. So I pulled up some data here to compare – uh, Justin Herbert's current, you know, as we look at a variety of different markets, we look at the PSA, uh, 10 prism base prism a lot, but let's look at the, what the rookie ticket autos are doing. Um, those have a really nice kind of sweet spot of scarcity, desirability, uh, plus, you know, pretty decent dollar values associated with them and still a little bit of supply. Uh, so the PSA 10 rookie ticket auto for Justin Herbert recently been selling, for $2,700, and that compared to the Joe Burrow, it's catching up, man, $3,500. So Joe Burrow's still 
a little bit ahead of him, but um, not not by a whole lot. And and in fact, those Herberts are up quite a bit from where they were at. Like seeing a price like this is is down for Joe Burrow. I mean, that was like twice as much back in August before he strained his calf in the preseason. Um, and and Justin Herbert's low point for his uh, rookie ticket autos, I believe they dipped under a thousand dollars. You know, you have to really scrub the database to find them, but uh, right. they definitely dipped under a thousand dollars there uh, several times throughout the season. I mean, he had a massive dip throughout the season. He's still not back to where he was at before the season started. Uh, it's gonna take it's gonna take some time, man. You can see the raw one there, November twenty seventh, six hundred and ten dollars. So it's gonna be a lot of hype this offseason for Justin Herbert, um, and I think you're gonna be able to sell him for some good money in the beginning of September. I would, I'm going to sell Justin Herbert if I have Justin Herbert heading into the season. Same. That's my, that's my take. Now, I I think with Harbaugh, there's going to be so much hype. I mean, the, the Jim Harbaugh is a real deal, and uh, the NFL is going to promote the heck with him being that LA market. Um, it's going to be wild. It's going to be really, really, really wild. Now, Andy, I'm all about free speech. I'm all about um, player takes and all of that. But Ryan, Ryan has been in the chat longer than anyone, and he says Brett Favre was the best player on that card. Wow. Well, he, he's uh, he's got like, you know, I guess it depends on how you evaluate the players, right? Oh, no, Andy, you no, know? it is not close. It is not close. Brett Favre to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, it's not close. Well, it's so not to, close. <laughs> to me, right? To me, in, in a sense, I in a sense – I agree with him, but only in, in one facet that I think Brett Favre's arm was the best out of these three guys. Not close. I think Brett Favre had the best arm. Peyton Manning had the Brett, the best, like um, probably Wonderlick score in terms of like being able to call an audible, dissect a defense at the line of scrimmage as the play is unfolding. Uh, he was just, I mean, he would just dice up a defense like that. And Brady was good at that too, but Brady's obviously the most the 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 winningness coach so i think brady probably and it's going to be really close between brady and peyton manning uh you know just the overall work ethic leader of the team being able to lead the team to come back victories i think brady takes that it's close but when you look at just like pure arm talent i say like Favre had the zippiest strongest arm out of the three of them yeah no no, no. and when it when it comes to pure talent brett Favre is number one Okay, I, I, I agree with him. When it comes to embezzlement, Brett Favre is my go-to guy. But not when you compare him to Peyton Manning and Thomas Frederick Brady. Brett Favre's not close. Brett, I, don't, I don't even know Brett Favre's the best Packers quarterback of the last couple of decades. I, I, I And this isn't me anti-Brett Favre, okay? It's... It, and that's what I'm saying. There's a ton of other players I would prefer to put Brett Favre um, on there instead of, of, of Favre. And once again, I'm not paying 140k for those three players. If I had the money, sure, I, I I would do it. But 
you know, when it comes to the all-time great hierarchy, I, of course, would prefer Patrick Mahomes to be there over Brett Favre. Uh, There's a ton of others that I would put over there. Now, personally, I would put Drew Brees on there, but I could give I can I, I could give way to Brett Favre being better than Drew Brees because Brett Favre won three MVPs. Okay, so yeah, I, I would say Brett Favre was a better QB than than Drew Brees, but I would say Drew Brees is closer to Brett Favre than Brett Favre is to those two. I, it's just mm. yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and Drew Drew Brees's accuracy in the intermediate sectors of the field was just unreal, man. When he was on, and I see you got you can't guard Mike shirt on today. I, I got my Michael Thomas shirt on. I still, I, I still, I, I still remember the the 2018 glory days. I'm just saying, when it comes to Drew Brees, how we feel about him was totally different. It's is totally different because we never got that last Super Bowl against Brady. It uh, would have been Brady Breeze for the 2018 Super Bowl, and uh, we didn't get it because of obvious reasons. But I digress. Back to the current stuff. But before we do that, Andy, I want to shout out NoOffSeason.com. Paul Hickey and the crew, man, they're putting out great content. They had Gary V on, DJ Ski on, but the best influencers he has a part of his network is us. So let NoOffSeason.com know that they made the right decision, bringing the absolute heat not only for this show, but for everything Andy does with the Football Card Quest Network. Okay. Um, we'll do this really quickly uh, for NFL card junkies, Andy. Uh, pull up the keep them data for Lamar Jackson. And has there been some kind of massive dip? I, I doubt it, uh, considering we are so close to the end of the season. Um, of course, he if he would have won that game, his cards would have gone way up. Um, maybe not way, way, way up. They would have gone up some. But, you know, it sucks that 2018 class. And I was going to say Josh Allen as well. You read my mind. Um, it's I, I, I would I would guess that their cards are still doing fine. Yeah, their cards are still doing quite, quite OK. Uh, base uh, based honors. You know what's interesting? The 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 base optic from 2018 seems to do the best, seems to hold up the best. Uh, as you can see, almost $200 for the PSA 10 base optic. Uh, Lamar, that is still up 16% over the past 180 days. The, the base Donruss for Lamar is still up 30% over six months, whereas Josh Allen's just slightly down but still holding strong, man. People love Josh Allen. Uh, he's a phenomenal athlete, right? He's Superman out there, so... He does a lot, does a lot for his team and the prism. Let's compare the prism real quick. Lamar's prism, for whatever reason, is still up 16%, but it's the only card out of those three major ones that has a higher current average trend than Josh Allen, surprisingly. So they're pretty close. Josh Allen a little bit ahead on the Donruss rated rookies and stuff and the optic, but then the prism Lamar's ahead. So Lamar's caught up quite a bit of ground on Josh Allen through the playoffs. Loving the energy from James Wynn, Mr. T and everyone in the chat as we get ready here for hobby tip of the week. And Andy, I'll go first. You know, for, for me, I'm getting back into dealer mode, okay? And um, I'm getting ready to set up for a show. And that show is not this Saturday, but the next in North Louisiana, Bossier City. It's a free show. There's going to be a ton of athletes signing. So if you want to come, come be my guest. I'm an open seat at my booth. So um, 
hit me up. We'd love to see you. Um, but I'm actually going to ask the chat and anyone watching this down the road, if you have any tips for someone like myself who doesn't set up at a lot of shows, let me know down below. But one tip, if you do set up for shows, always check with the venue before you get there if they have good Wi-Fi. Right. Because if you're in the middle of doing a big deal and you're trying to get a huge lot of cards off and you're willing someone to come in and, and buy at 70 percent comps, if it's like a five thousand dollar deal, make sure that the venue has good Wi-Fi before you do that. OK, um, it's a game changer. Right. We saw last year at the National Andy, the Wi-Fi for the most part in Chicago is really good. But the year before in Atlantic City, it wasn't really that good. That is a major game changer. And, you know, most dealers like to deal in cash. But if you are a dealer and let's just say someone trying to buy your cards doesn't have any more cash, you still want to make the sale, right? So have Venmo, PayPal, all that stuff um, ready to go. But, um, but yeah, Andy, I, I, I don't think you've been a vendor all that much at shows, if not ever. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's It's radicalized me to always wanting to have a setup at shows no yeah but i've been talking to a lot of you vendors and talking to a lot of vendors last year it's definitely advantageous to get there early because i think yeah. some of the best deals are happening on day one potentially even before the show starts you know you get those early passes and you can get in there before the masses but you know, dealers are looking to move cards at shows. They don't pay for a table and travel expenses and go set up to not make deals. So be ready. Uh, I think a lot of them, you know, I, I remember a lot of them are taking like, you know, 80 to 90 percent it offer cash offer. They'll be, you know, willing to make a deal um, for cash. And uh, I think if you get there early, Another thing was like bundle deals, man. The more you potentially buy from a dealer, the better the better price you get overall. So be prepared and get there early would be my tip. All right. Now it's time for you, my friend. Yeah, I want to I want to uh take this opportunity to um share the the hurts to uh, the overall 2020 draft class quarterback rookie ticket auto prices. Um, I saw this question pop up from fam family Burliner earlier. So I had them all pulled up here just to, to get a good look. Jalen hurts values have tanked Carter Gosh. over the past couple weeks, man. They have really tanked quite a bit because he was holding so strong all season long. You know, Eagles had, a really good record. There was a couple games and weeks where he struggled a little bit and dipped a little bit, but overall Hertz values uh, maintained all season long, but recently they have a really, really tanked man. And Jordan love continues to go up. Jordan love is now almost valued at more than Jalen hurts. Tua has struggled as well. So if I look at the two guys that have struggled the most out of this draft class recently, it's Tua and Jalen hurts. Tua's rookie ticket auto even less than a thousand dollars in PSA ten. All right, Andy, this is my big takeaway. Playoff games matter so much in this hobby; they really do. Right? We saw Jordan Love play two stellar playoff games. Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. 
They were both on the road, both in different adverse situations. Jalen's coaching staff really failed him uh, this year. No A.J. Brown in that playoff game either. And Tua played the game in two degrees, right? Um, but Andy, a sloppy playoff game just leaves such a bad taste in 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 the minds of collectors. What, what say you? Yeah, all the eyeballs are on these playoff games. So you have just much bigger implications uh, during the playoffs than you do during the season, unless it's the beginning of the season, you know? Um, so like when I went back and studied Patrick Mahomes' market, he his values dipped at the beginning of the season. A, because they were priced so high. B, because he lost the opening uh, night game to the Lions yeah. back on that opening Thursday night game. So there's... You know, there's specific times throughout the year. It's the beginning of the season and the very end of the season in the playoffs have the largest impact because you have the most people watching at any time. So you're capturing the biggest audience. In week 10, you know, it's not as big of an impact unless, um, you know, it, you were a rookie or you hadn't been seen in the NFL before. Like we saw all those guys I pinpointed. Um, yesterday I did a video, Carter. I looked at approximately 12 different um guys that all had their best prices during the middle of the season you know from the jake brownings to the tyson badgins to the um to the uh the tommy devito's the um uh, josh dobbs if you remember zappy was in there i put gardner Minshew in there as well will levis <laughs> was definitely in there and aiden o'connell as well some of these guys went through a couple of these tiers but I was basically breaking down, you know, where these guys spiked uh, throughout the season and had their best values. And, you know, you can see the impact on the late season playoff spike from from a lot from a lot of players. Like you have more players in the late season playoff spike window than you did in the early season weeks one through three spike when you had, um, you know, for example, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Tua, and Zach Wilson's best prices of the season. Yeah, it's 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 insane, man. I l love you using Tier Maker like the big fancy analyst. Look at you. I just use it in a different way than than uh, most right. NFL. I'm using it as a card analyst to. And I'm going to do this with running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends too, because I think uh, we learn a lot when we we go back, especially before you know more data is overwritten. So while it's fresh, it's pretty fresh. We can go back and see when the when were the best prices, generally speaking, for each player and why. You know, you can learn so much from studying that data and and then kind of projecting forward. Uh, you know, I, I love that kind of stuff. Randy, thank you so much. He says at the show he set up at this weekend, 80% of his sales happened before the show was ever open to the public. Randy, we'd like more information on this. I'm guessing at the show that he was set up at, there was a VIP badge um, that some people could get in early and make deals. Or maybe Randy was talking to someone before the show even began. So yeah, Andy, you're you're right on and get get to the show early. Get that VIP badge. I don't remember what the price difference was at the national, but it wasn't that much more, Carter. I, I, maybe it was like fifty dollars more or something. But yeah, um, get the VIP badge. I think it pays for itself. Andy, I think if you and I go next year, we're really gonna go balls to the wall, right? Like, Cleveland, baby. 
It's it's it, if we if we do if we actually do make it. Uh, let's go to D Town Relics Two. Uh, I think this is a first time comment on the Quest Cast. Andy, have you seen D Town Relics uh, before in here? D Town Relics, I have not. No. I okay, don't think so. so we want first timers to feel welcome. Which NFL rookie cards will you guys be grading from the last couple of years? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, my ultimate answer is any cards that I feel are going to get a 10 uh, because, you know, that's when it's really worth your time and money uh, to, to send them in. So, you know, I'm open. It's all going to be active players, though. It's all going to be active players that I know have a future in the NFL. I'm not going to be sending in guys that I'm really uncertain of uh, or that are going to be future clipboard holders. Uh, I'm not going to be submitting Trey Lance or even Zach Wilson or any guys like any guys like that. I'm not going to be speculating on backups. I will send in some Jalen Hurts if I think it's going to get a PSA 10. I will send in Tua if I think it's going to get a PSA 10. Guys, or, or any running back wide receiver because those have a lower graded population as well. And anytime you get a 10, it's going to add value. It's going to definitely boost the value. And D-Town, if you're interested, uh, we provide those grading services with the football uh, card quest. Andy will uh, evaluate your cards and and do some submissions uh, for you, uh, whether it's PSA or CGC. Shout them out. CGC grading. Yeah, check them out, man. Bulk submissions, uh, 20... 20 cards or more, $12 per card. It's just crystal clear optics, man. I like how they they um, separate their pop report too. I'm going to do a video on it, but it's really neat. You can actually you can actually gain some pretty interesting data because they separate it by set and year. So you can actually look at basically which are the most popular sets and how how many cards from those sets have been submitted uh, before even looking at a single player. So it's kind of interesting how they do it. I like how their population report has been uh, filtered down, like aggregated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, D-Town Relics, I want to bring up one very good comment from earlier by Hector. Okay. Hector has become one a, a buddy of mine. And um, I love Color Match. Okay. So this is... Uh, a card that I traded for in the national. And I just love the look of this card. I'm not even a friend, of, uh, a fan of Jameson Williams. Um, and I had a couple offers on this card. I'm holding steady because it's a, a color match that gemmed. Okay. This card on its own, Andy is probably not all that expensive, just raw, but a color match in a PSA 10 format feels good. I don't really know like why that's the case, but it just does. So, if your question, D-Town, uh, was which specific cards, look for color matches. And, and obviously, number to 10 golds with the Saints are going to be very expensive or pretty much with any team. But um, so, yeah, it it, it is um, it, it's very interesting. Uh, Family Burliner wants to know where Gardner Minshew will be next season. I think... Uh, I think you'll you'll stay with the Colts as, as a backup, right? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, he's hitting the free agency market, but obviously he could re-sign uh, another deal with uh, the Colts. I think he's a starter somewhere. He might get paid. Um, you know, you look at some of these teams that have a lot of cap space. They may that may bring in a veteran that may mix things up. 
in the draft, like if they want to build the offensive line, like, I don't know, maybe the commanders, you know, do they feel like Gardner Minshew is an upgrade over Sam Howell? I feel like Gardner Minshew is an upgrade over Sam Howell. Plus we just got news that, you know, new head coach, Dan Quinn, is not going to be bringing back Eric B So I think we're going to see a new commanders team. Obviously they got new ownership, new management, new consultants, new coaching, so I look at a team like the Commanders, what are they going to do at number two? They need a lot of help in the trenches. Maybe they want to spend some of their cap space, acquire one of these veteran guys in free agency. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than Ryan Tannehill, you know, yeah. uh, something like that. I think you can get Gardner Minshew for a decent price right now in the NFL, and he is a starter. And he's a pro bowler. You can crap all you want on the pro bowl. He was there, Okay. Uh, he, he, he did all the contests and all of it, you know, that that's always going to be attached to his name. Now I know Mitchell Trubisky's also a pro bowler. Uh, did you know he made a pro bowl, Andy, Mitch, Mitch made a pro bowl, Mitch, Mitch got in there, baby. Ah, ah, ah. So, uh, so yeah, but, but Gardner Minshew is definitely better than, than Mitchell, uh, Trubisky. I will take a few more before we get to play of the week. Once again, one way you could support Andy on this show is uh, putting a super chat out there. It's you see a little dollar sign right there. Um, we'll go straight to your question if you super chat it, and all this money goes to Andy and all the data research he does for you. Okay. Um, let's see. I got one here for you, Carter. Uh, so I want to I want to go back to your color match point here and share with you okay. some data about Zay Flowers, just the power of color match. So check this out. On the left here, you have a green scope Zay Flowers numbered out of 75 is sold just yesterday for $61 in auction. On the right, you have a purple prism numbered out of 125. So not as scarce as the green scope, but it is color matched to the Ravens. Uh, this is actually a bad example because also I just realized a jersey number match. Yeah, but yeah. That's yeah. another. <laughs> that's another boost. But look at the look at the insane value difference in this card compared to the non-color match card. And, and scope is a is a popular parallel. I mean, yeah. just a massive price difference here. And I get I, I didn't realize it had a jersey number match. So now I'm like, oh man, that's not the, the greatest example. But yeah, it just goes to there, there you go. There's there's one. Um and put Perfect. beautiful color match. Perfect. No, you're right on the money. I mean, that's just a great example of 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 color match, right? You have a more scarce card to the left that sold for nearly a hundred dollars less than a card to the right. Now, when the card sold is is also relevant as well but still a hundred dollars difference is 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 massive right there so um that's a great example I, I i think color match is just awesome especially if it's purple and purple because purple is just such a you know rare color it's my favorite color but um it's um it's it, it it's a game changer um andy i always say this when we do the show you you crush the data, and you just know more about football cards than I do, okay? I'm about to touch on a subject here uh, that two people have asked about, and it involves leaf cards, okay? This is the only topic, I think, on the football card planet that I can attest to more than you can because I own a ton of leaf cards. And you saw me at the National. 
trying to move some leaf cards and tell people, Andy, what happened when I tried to move my leaf cards at the national last year. It's a lot of hesitation. A lot of, uh, I'm not really looking for that. <laughs> you yeah. know, I want, I want that pro uniform licensed card. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's cool, but it's more of like a collector's keepsake. It's got some neat eye appeal, but not really. I mean, they're basically like, I'll give you 25% of what, yes. <laughs> you know, 25 to 30% of what the pro uniform licensed Panini card would sell for. And I hated that because I agree with the initial uh, question, which was asked by Ape9519, thoughts on leaf cards, quality, collectability. Some leaf cards have way more eye appeal than Panini cards, and I couldn't agree more, right? Um, I am of the belief that you should collect what you think looks the best, even if it's not licensed or whatever. But you have to understand that people just aren't on fire about leaf cards. Um, I am. Not many people are. And leaf does some very spectacular autographs. I saw this weekend, Andy, they were getting quad autos of the entourage cast. Okay. Mm. I mean, they do a lot of pop culture, interesting out there kind of things. So yeah, you know what leaf understand what, what you're getting is not something internationally that is overall desirable but and and some of that is because some dealers aren't only buying or aren't not just buying leaf cards because they don't think they're good cards they just don't believe other people would want to buy those cards so just take that as someone who has spent a lot of money on leaf cards um they don't sell as well as panini tops and just licensed cards in general Yeah, and I, I I find it very interesting with um, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young having the Fanatics exclusive uh, autos. I I had a friend of mine who had a Will Levis Leaf Redemption uh, that he'd been waiting on for a while, and they finally just um, informed him they were going to cancel it, and they gave and they sent him an Anthony Richardson instead. And so basically, I think wow. if you get a leaf redemption of Stroud or Levis, it's it's no good, man. They're going to send you an Anthony Richardson back or another player that is capable of signing autographs. So, you know, I think that uh, the leaf cards are cool, but I don't think they're going to be I don't I don't think they're going to be able to uh, be redeemed. You know, this is what I'm seeing right now with Will Levis. And uh, I found that very interesting. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to show this card. So this was, you can go look at the national vlog from last year. This was a card I traded for there at the, the very end, this Joe Burrow exotic. This is one of the most beautiful cards I've ever seen. Okay, it's this tiger print exotic match, and it's serial numbered nine out of nine. Okay, and Andy, you remember, uh, you, you were live breaking cards when this deal actually broke down. And uh, at the National, I sold a lot of my collection. Um, there was people that offered just way too much money on some stuff that I was trying to move and trade into. And it was a kid. It was, it was a kid out of Ohio uh, who had this card. And we made a huge deal 
um, for this Joe Burrow card, which also involved this color match card I shared a little bit earlier. I just love the design of this card, but it's leaf, right? It's not licensed. It's not going to be anything that, you know, most Burrow collectors would want, but I like it. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things, right? And as Andy showed you a minute ago, the tiger print kind of color matches the Bengals and the LSU thing Got the Joe exotic. They called the card exotic and it's numbered nine out of nine. You got a serial numbered random match. So, I actually think this leaf card is going to go up. I think I think I could get a lot more than what I traded for it. Um, and I traded some Chris Olave other stuff involved with it. So um, there you go. It, it just goes to show you that you can like a card, but not everybody else could. Um, now, Andy, before we get to uh, play of the week, are there any other questions that you would like uh, to get to here? Well, I think your card it, – it, it's going to go up um, even more than like a Justin Herbert, for example, too. I think Justin Herbert's been a lot more generous with his autograph. There's a lot more yeah. Justin Herbert autograph cards out there. So I'm kind of hoping for your sake for that card that Joe Burrow is a little bit more stingy with his autograph like Tom Brady. So that way, you know, the, the autograph, it becomes more valuable. Because I, I, I've had a couple guys reach out to me recently and they're, they're sending me some C.J. Stroud cards that they got or they pulled out of packs. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. They're like, how much value do you think I could add to this card by getting C.J. Stroud at an event to sign it? Like, what, what would the dollar value be associated for that? Because it's going to be expensive to get pin C.J. Stroud down right now to get him to sign a card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, it's going to add at least $300 to that card. At least $300. So if you can get him to sign it for less than that, any less than that, then it's going to be worth it uh, and immediately get it authenticated uh, with either PSA or BGS. And um, and you've got yourself something really valuable because there's very few CJ Shroud autograph cards out there. Exactly. Um, KJ, my daddy, you don't have to spam the chat anymore. <laughs> Uh, we, and if you can block him real quick, cause this is just ridiculous. Um, we talked about Brock Purdy at the very beginning. Uh, I'm of the, of the belief that you should, um, move them. Um, he still should be able to watch even though his chat got blocked. Um, but there you go. D town anytime, man. We hope you join, uh, the, uh, Patreon Hector, please DM me this video, uh, on, on, uh, I think Hector is a part of the discord. Send it to me, please, Hector. I want to watch this really, really, really bad. Apparently, there was a deep dive on Leaf not too long ago. Look, I know Leaf has been involved with a lot of different things. Their CEO left in the past year or so. Um, but, Andy, you know how I am, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in this for the fun of it. Like, we, yes, do you and I want to make money doing this? Sure. Um, but... I'm open to hearing about any new company or anything like that. So, Hector, please send that to me. Um, Andy, but it is time for Play of the Week, and I'll let you go first. Yeah, man. Uh, so generally right now, my buying strategy is on slightly older players. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm really finding the best deals in that wide receiver category. 
so for example, last week I did a deep dive on DJ Moore and the Chicago Bears. And it's so polarizing because, you know, he had that nuclear uh, three touchdown, 50 fantasy point performance game. Well, it was like week five of the season. It was like Monday night football. And that was almost a four touchdown, like 60 fantasy point performance game. And he's quietly been one of the best wide receivers in the league uh, since his rookie year. I mean, he's got first round draft capital. This guy's incredibly explosive, was a beast at Maryland. And um, he's just been fantastic in the NFL with subpar quarterback play. He finally had some good chemistry with Fields this past year. You got to see the ceiling, even though the usage for Justin Fields or uh, DJ Moore was not consistent throughout the season. You had times where he was, uh, you know, playing with Tyson Badgett and Justin Fields. And you also have questionable play calling in Chicago. And then, you know, the, 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 a lot of people think that Justin Fields decision-making and scam progressions a little slow. He holds on to the ball too long. Uh, and, and now the bears are faced with a decision. They have the number one and the number nine overall pick this year. And I think regardless of whether they trade Justin Fields and bring in Caleb Williams or somebody else, or they keep Justin Fields, DJ Moore is still going to be a top 10 wide receiver next year. Mm. And so I'm, I'm finding uh, really good deals on guys from the 2018 and 2019 draft class like DJ Moore, who are quietly going to continue being the best wide receivers in the league garnering the most targets, getting the most separation, you know, putting up these massive spike games that then people go and buy their rookie cards during the season. And all of a sudden you're able to make a three to four X profit because the supply is so limited on a 2018 rookie DJ more compared to a 2022 or 2023 or 2021 or even 2020 rookie card of you know insert top 10 wide receiver you know whether it's uh cd whether it's zay whether it's any of these these uh guys that are from the 2020 and more modern draft class look Devonte adams mike evans dj moore all these veteran wide receivers that are not quite 30 years old yet are still the best wide receivers in the league all right um we said a Ziggy No, who's in here. Case Guard says Josh Allen is a good buy. <laughs> Davis David Mills says Josh Allen, the QB, are the defensive end. Both. Uh, why not? Uh, Lando Land 86. Let's take this one because he looks like he is a first-time viewer. Have a wild card Brock Purdy, one out of two PSA 10. So lost on what to price this. Um, wild card. One of two. Oh, wild card, the, the unlicensed product. You, you know wild card, Andy? Yeah, there's quite a few wild cards, uh, Brock Purdy's that are very popular. So, yeah, uh, if you want, I would set it as a buy it now and, and set it pretty high. And you'll probably get some some offers if he has a good game. Make a new listing uh, with it. Um, but, yeah, it's I'm, I'm guessing this is an Auto. Let, let me. I'll do this for you, Lando Land. Um, DM me at Card of the Power on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, send me a photo of the card, and uh, we can help you out potentially off uh, this platform because we are doing we are a little bit late uh, into the episode. And I still got to get my play of the week. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a film one. All right, in okay. what I consider to be 
the most difficult skill position room to sort out this offseason, which is the Green Bay Packers, right? We're talking earlier in the show about Jordan Love, okay? Obviously, Aaron Jones is still going to be the bell cow next year. I do think they'll draft another running back because A.J. Dillon, even though A.J. Dillon's a big football card guy, um, it's been a tough year, okay? So, Andy, this this is where we struggle with the Packers. There's no alpha, right? There is a lot of really good players. We don't know who their best tight end is. Is it Musgrave? Is it Kraft? Who's the best wide receiver? Is it Jaden Reeds? Is it Christian Watson? Is it Romeo Dobbs? What have I told you, Andy? It's not any of them. What if I told you I think the alpha is Dontavian Wicks? Okay. What? This I think Dontavian Wicks is going to have a massive, massive leap going in to next season. Okay. This is a Louisiana three star. There are so many Louisiana three stars that have turned out to be NFL superstars, NFL Pro Bowl level players. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is the most extreme example of this, but there's plenty of others. DJ Chark. Um, Wallace, I mean, there's a gazillion of them. I think Wicks is going to be the best receiver in that room. And his tape, his ability to get open, his ability to separate, his athleticism. Look, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, and all those guys can still eat. Romeo Dobbs was the big playoff star. But I think Wicks is going to be really good. Now, is where it gets interesting. He wasn't a high-round draft pick. It's kind of hard to find his football cards. But, Andy, I, I think – Dontavian Wicks is going to be big time next season. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's I guess it's possible, but I do I do see them spreading it around a lot there, man. It's just such a young offense. Somebody's got to emerge as an alpha there uh, that that Jordan Love kind of gravitates towards more than the others. I guess for me, There's, no, go yeah. on. No, no go I'm on. just I'm just wondering if there's so many options there that it just comes back to Jordan Love. And maybe I just focus on buying just Jordan Love. And, and maybe you know, just like, hey, who, care, who cares he's going to go to? Jordan Love's going to be good, and his values are going to uh, continue to go up next season. You know, but somebody's going to, right? He's going to bring one of those pass catchers up with him. But Dontavian Wicks, I'd have to trust your opinion on the film because – I look at his profile, and I have to study his separation numbers and stuff, but he just doesn't look very explosive. kind of looks like a, I don't know, Robert Woods or something. Well, um, we'll just see what happens. I just know his stuff would be dirt cheap, and he just doesn't have a whole lot of football cards uh, that are out there. He's got a lot of Bowman U kind of uh, autos out there, but I, I think he's going to be very, very, very good. Um moving forward. I, I think Christian Watson could be just a total bust and Jaden Reed's good. Romeo Dobbs. Good. I, 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 I can't wait to see um, what, what will unfold. So I know it was a spicy one here at the end, but I, I'm, I'm digging deep. That's what I do for the football card quest, baby. Someone has got to do it. Andy does it. I do it. And guess what? You can join us football card quest the patreon sign up below patreon.com slash football cards it's very simple you get hype cycle grades you get all the different charts that andy puts out there and you get a community of a gajillion yes there are a gajillion patrons and you're going to be patron gajillion one 
there are a gajillion other football card um, uh, loving people in there. So uh, there you go. Boom. Yeah, Boom. we appreciate you guys. Uh, check it out in the description below. And Tim Tim says Jaden Reed is the guy. And and look, he might be. My thing is though, I and, and it's interesting. I've watched a lot of Jaden Reed from his days at Michigan State. Okay, I think he's very good. I just don't. I just think that room is just so ambiguous. And I'm looking at this kind of as, as I've been doing a lot of drafts on Underdog Andy. I don't know if I want to pay a top 100 price for 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 Jaden Reed, knowing that it could be Watson. They they love both their tight ends, um, so I, I'm and I'm just going to buy Lois. I'm going to buy low on the guy that most people would consider to be the wide receiver four. So and it could be also Andy by Louisiana bias. Okay, I I I put on for the boot, baby. That's it's it's what I do. He didn't even play at LSU though. So there you go. Look at Swamp Donkey saying Wicks has been compared to a young Devonte Adams. You know the other good thing about buying into uh, Dontavian Wicks is he's got literally a fraction of the rookie cards that a Jaden Reed has. Like very few rookie cards. So the whole supply and demand conversation is a big deal in the sports cards. So it's like you know maybe buying into a young Adam Thielen. You know. Adam Thielen, very few rookie cards. If you bought them back when he was young and you have them now, they're worth just, you know, crazy amounts more. So maybe uh, you can see a similar career arc for Dontavian Wicks. Good live numbers today. We really appreciate it. And we'll be live again next Tuesday. Welcome to the chat, R.A.N. He says flip all football cards. They're only good to flip. I don't think they're only good to flip. If you love to collect, collect. That's a good thing about it. Do what you love, Andy. Do what you love. That's right. Mm. Yep. Flip them, sell them, hold them, sell them later. I mean, there's always there's always another hype cycle, man. We got the free agency coming up, and then the draft, and then the season, 2024 season. It's gonna be lit, man. Just go look at the numbers, and the numbers speak for itself. NFL is America's pastime. Andy, I kind of want to give this card out. I was going to do it at the end. I might wait till next week. But now I don't want to give it out because I never actually felt the texture of it. This is a Jim Harbaugh card in a Ravens uniform. What? But it says QB of the Chargers on there. <laughs> okay. And this card has this. I wish they brought this back. There's a texture to this card on the outside. If it's 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 like football leather here on the outside. And I just love this card. I kind of want to give this out to a Chargers or Ravens fan, but we might do it next week. So that's cool. All right, guys. We'll see you. Peace.